through this chapter just go through and when I have another time then we might go through slow but it's a very <clears throat> very important chapter in first Thessalonians chapter 5 first Thessalonians chapter 5 I want to just uh, talk to you it's beautiful chapter all of um, <clears throat> the book Thessalonians it's a very beautiful chapter and uh, you can read with me help me help my voice um, and we can start at verse 1 and we go along and then I will just explain some of it we I just want to go through the old thing so you'll have a basic understanding of um, this wonderful uh, this wonderful chapter Paul wrote to the Thessalonians Thessalonians and um, he wrote or uh, sent some wonderful messages to to these um, to these precious saints of God and He's uh, in before I go to chapter five. There's the quality of the letters that he wrote. Um, verse uh, from verse seventeen to nineteen in chapter two. Seventeen to nineteen. Then I'll go over to chapter five. Just want to talk to you tonight. But we brethren being taken from you for a short time in presence not in heart the, he was not there he was taken but his heart was still his heart was still there you can uh, go somewhere but your heart is is still at the place um, from whence you depart <coughs> said um, endeavored endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great desire is gone, but he missed that. Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. The devil was busy working back then, and he's busy working even now. And he will hinder you. See that? Satan will hinder you if you let him. He'll hinder you from serving God. He'll hinder you from walking with God. He'll hinder you from receiving the full revelation of the Spirit of God. So look at the great Apostle Paul. And um, Satan hindering. Satan can hinder you. You can... You can miss, you can uh, have an important appointment and your car will, will not start. Or you will, you will miss your flight or something will happen. Set your alarm clock, but it doesn't go off. There's, uh, there's many ways that um, Satan works. Satan can hinder you. But uh, you have to pray all the time. Pray always. Always praying. 
not just when you come to church, but always praying. Um, verse uh, 19, okay. For what is our hope, our joy, our crown of rejoicing? See those precious things? What is our hope, our crown, our um, rejoicing, or joy? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ when, when you make it, okay? When the work is completed. Um, the, the, the work is not completed because you're going to church for 20 years and you figure I'm going there long enough. What more can I learn? See, that's a thought. That's Satan hindering you from finishing your race. And a thought come in your mind that, well, I already have enough. I, I have enough of the Bible. There's not more anybody can tell me. Satan can hinder you uh, by telling you that you have enough knowledge. And knowledge puffs up. Oh, I know enough. You know enough about God. There's not anything more that you can learn. That's an hindering spirit. Hindering you from going on in God. Oh, or God God just spoke to you. Tell you must leave the church. And you believe that. And look what you're missing. And what are you doing? That's Satan hindering you from completing your race. See, Satan will stop you. But you won't believe that unless you have a revelation of the Spirit. You, you will think you're right. Because all a man's ways are right in his own eyes. He thinks that, but I'm right. How could I be wrong? I know so much of the Bible. I can quote off of the New Testament and the Old Testament. But that's no proof that you're saved. Quoting scriptures, that's head knowledge. But you want it in your heart. Amen? Not just up here where you rattle off scriptures. And you have the people just, oh, with their mouths open, wondering, such a mighty person in God. And the devil deceive you because you're looking at flesh. See, uh, it says here, it's a beautiful scripture, in verse 19. For what is our hope, our joy, our crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ when you get there? When you make it all the way, see, in Jesus Christ, when? At his coming. So you have to run the race. Go all the way to the coming of the Lord. At his coming, for you you are our glory and joy. See, the, the, the saints are the glory of the minister. And the minister is the glory of the saints. Because when you stand in the in the presence of God and someone represents you, no, brother, I'll stand all by myself. I'm just gonna the Lord's gonna ask you, who's your pastor? How did you get here? See? How did you well, who shepherd you? Who was your shepherd? No, I don't have a, I didn't need any shepherd. The Lord said you you violate the scripture because he gave to the church. He gave to the church. Nobody can make it without a church or a mighty 
ministry that begin to straighten out our lives because the Bible has to be explained. See, I can take a verse of scripture and I'm preaching up a storm. That's good. That's good. But after all of that, I better make sure I have a knowledge of the word of God. You must understand the scriptures to be in the first resurrection. It's a requirement to be in the first resurrection. See, the final resurrection, down there, somewhere down there, the books will be open. What do you think that? And the books were open. So if you don't go to church now, you have to go to church or you have to hear the word of God there. But you might be in the final, you might find yourself in the lake of fire. The books were open. See, that means that God began to explain. And many of that, what God will explain would have already occurred in the church age. Is it because unto, unto the church is given the mysteries? Okay, the mysteries. You say, but I'm not hearing anything. Well, maybe you're not reading the Bible or listening. But to the church is given. Okay, the keys to the kingdom. So when the pastor explained to you, he's explaining the keys to the kingdom. Now, but of the times, verse 1, chapter 5, but of the times and seasons, remember now, he was just dealing with the second coming when the Lord descend from heaven with a shout. Everybody knows chapter 4, the sudden coming of the Lord. They know that. So, I don't have to go back up there because you know what he's talking about if you read the Bible. He says, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. They, they should have already known it. So there was no need to write unto you for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. See, so there's a, there's a day coming. It's called the day of the Lord. And that day of the Lord is a thousand years. Um, or the millennium kingdom. The day of the Lord cometh. But it's coming as a thief in the night. You know why it's a thief in the night? Because no one, you're not, because you're not watching. If you knew that the thief was coming, at certain hours, he couldn't rob you. Because you would have watched out. You would have set a guard or something. But he comes when he knows that you're not watching. And that's the same thing. When we're not looking at the word. When we're not studying the word of God. When we're not paying attention. We're focused on ourselves. On our family. On the world. Your mind is not on God. You might go to church. But your mind is not on God. So to you. He comes as a thief. But for those that are watching, he comes as the morning star or the son of righteousness or whatever. He comes uh, uh, openly. But to you that are not watching, how do you watch? By paying attention to the word of God. The spirit and the bride say, come. He says that for 
yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, that's the establishment of the kingdom, we could stay right there for the rest of the night. So come it as a thief in the night. For when they, look at that, when they shall say, peace and safety, everything is all right. It's not coming now. It's, it's so far off. Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child. All of you women that have babies, you know. That little baby starts to slap you and kick you and sting you and he wants to come out. He wants to change his environment and he kicks you and you said, well, I'm not ready to go to the hospital when he's coming or she's coming. <laughs> try that. Don't try it. But you run for as fast as you can get there. Because you know, you can't turn that baby back. Well, the same way, the coming of the Lord. That coming, you cannot postpone it. You cannot send it back. But it will come as a woman in travail. And they shall not escape. But you, ye, but you brethren, are not this powerful. But you, brethren, are not in darkness. See that? He sent Paul, 26th chapter of Acts, to turn the Gentiles from darkness to God. Power of Satan to God. And God delivers us from darkness. From the power of darkness and translates us into the kingdom of his dear son. So here now, but you, brethren, you see who's talking to now, child of God? See why the church is important? What, what am I doing here tonight? Shining light. But you brethren are not in darkness. My. That that day, that's the day of the Lord. We just talked about it. Should overtake you as a thief. So because you're children of light. You're in the light. Walk in the light. And ye are all the children of light. Why, why will not that day overtake us? Why the darkness will not overtake you? Because you're children of light. And the children of the day. I mean, from the beginning, God shows us when he separated the day and the night. And, and so. But ye are the children of the light and the children of the day. We are not, N-O-T, we are not of the night, nor of darkness. Now, by the time, you see how Paul is talking to them, because by this time, they already know the scripture. Night, he knows, uh, they know what Paul is talking about. It's not the night like now, and the day in the morning. But it's the light that you have in your heart, the light. You who were sometimes darkness, but now are you light. In the Lord, walk as children of light. So, if you walk and then you're still uh, you're a child of, of light, but you're still walking in darkness, you enjoy the fellowship of darkness. You can't break away from that. You'll never be in the first resurrection, because because no one with darkness in their minds can be in the first resurrection, because the devil will penetrate and operate through that. That's why the devil is is the prince of darkness. See, so you'll have an area in your life 
that will be open to the devil. That's why when you don't read the Bible, you leave errors in your life. Are you too busy for the word of God? You're leaving errors in your life that is uh, open for invasion of the enemy. Therefore, let us not sleep. All right. It doesn't mean when you go to bed after a hard day's work and it's time to get a few hours sleep. That's not what it's talking about. You're supposed to go to bed. He gives rest to his beloved. But what I'm talking about, sleep towards God. Sleep by not studying the word of God. Sleep by not listening. You know you can come to church and sit there and sleep. The devil rob you and your mind is and you wander weeks and months and even years after you don't know anything. Because mentally you're sleeping. Your mind is. Your imagination is on something. You're wondering. You're here in body. But you're absent. You're not paying attention. Or you might be busy turning off the preacher. You know you're robbing yourself. You're not robbing the preacher. You're robbing yourself. Because how can they hear without a preacher, teacher, without a ministry? Verse Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. Now, you know what the others are. Children of night. Children who are not of the day. But let us watch and be sober. Remember Jesus said, watch. The signs of his coming, watch and pray. And be sober, pray. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. So he's using a natural sleep and a natural, most people go to the tavern bar late, stay up drunken in the night, coming home. That's why sometimes it's dangerous to drive at night. Okay? They're, 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 they're drunk and they're sleeping. But let us, who are of the day, see he's comparing day and night, children of darkness, children of the day. What? What are you? But let us who are of the day. Let us who are of the day. Christ the day star. The morning star. Be sober. Putting on the breastplate. Then you go to Ephesians 6.10. You know the, the breastplate. The armor. Putting on the breastplate of faith. And love. And for an element. The hope of salvation. So it's not only in... Um, Ephesians 6, but here it is also. The armor, the breastplate of righteousness. You know, it's the breastplate of righteousness, but it's also the breastplate of faith. For God. That's powerful. Look at it. For God who? For God hath not appointed us to wrath. Ephesians 2 tells you that. We were sometimes darkness, children of wrath. Even as other, but God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. See the powerful that is? God the Father did that. Who died for us? And we are in this what we call Holy Week. But we remember for us the every week is holy. Every day is holy. Who died for us? That whether we Wake or sleep, whether you're dead or alive, sleep or sleeping or awake, 
we should live together with him. That's wonderful. There's no difference. Men make fuss about where you are, whether you're sleeping or you die. But it doesn't matter. Whether you sleep or wake, what does it say? We should live together with Christ, with him, with God. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify. See what I'm doing tonight? Comforting you and edifying you one another. I'm comforting you. Are you going to comfort me with the word of God afterwards? Are you going to powder me? See? Say, wherefore, comfort yourselves together. Even and edify. Notice, that word edify doesn't sound like you need some education. Edification, edify. Enlighten, give them knowledge where you realize you are children of the day. Amen? You are children of God. That's what I'm doing right here with the word of God. They say, oh my God, I'm showing you yourself. I'm showing you who you are. I'm showing you what God has done for you. Wherefore, comfort yourself together and edify one another. Edify one another. Build one another up. Even as also you do. And we beseech you, brethren, notice who he's talking to, to know them which what? Labor among you. You think it's easy? To get this message, I was up at 3 a.m. You would know that until I tell you. And I'm not telling for sympathy. Okay? And then the Lord showed me to speak on this tonight. 3 a.m. Labor. It takes hard to get the word of God. You might say that. You just pick up the Bible and preach it. Why don't you try that? See? He says that we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord. Nobody's not over me. Well, take your pencil and mark that out. Say, nobody's over me. Well, Paul is over me. No, he's not. I'm over you. Well, I didn't know that. Well, you're knowing tonight. You're being edified. See? And uh, it goes on. He says that um, which are over you in the Lord and admonish you. What are you doing? I'm admonishing you to do what? To walk as children of light. I'm admonishing you to live as a child of God. I'm admonishing you to edify yourself in the Lord. I'm admonishing you to put on the armor, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith, love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. Am I encouraging you, admonishing you tonight? Verse 13. And to esteem, that word's powerful. To esteem them very highly. Wait, very highly in love. For their work's sake. So you get up and you begin to. Bad talk and bad mouth your pastor. You don't understand the scripture. You don't know what you're doing. You, you, you're digging a ditch for yourself. Because he doesn't hear. Maybe. But God hears. And that will disqualify you. It's serious. God's serious with the word of God. 
You can't get up and throw off and bad talk and bad mouth your pastor. That's a death sentence. You say, oh, no, I don't. Be oh, yeah, you, you will find out. Touch not mine anointed. Neither do my prophets any harm. You said, oh, I don't think so. Well, those um, 42 young men, you ask them. Go and ask them. When was it uh, Elisha? And they begin to mock him and call him, go up. You balled because Elijah gone. What are you doing here? Go on up, you bald head. And he cursed them in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, he's like, say, Satan, come out of here. How you curse that cancer in Jesus' name. Okay? And then the two, is it, uh, sheep here came out of the wilderness and taught them a lesson. Verse, go back to verse 3. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among, notice, among yourself. Don't quarrel, don't fuss. Don't tell off one another. What kind of church that is? See somebody walk off the street, come in and say, what kind of church is that? They're quarreling and arguing. See, when you testify, when you speak about God, it should edify. Say, my, give me some more of that. See, you should always do that. Always. And leave judgment to God. Verse 14 now, is it? Now we exhort you. That uh, There's a little number there. Exhort. 14. Beseech. Right? Is it? Exhort you. Beseech you. Brethren, warn, warn them that are unruly or dis disorderly. Unruly. That's what I'm doing. I'm saying that you should treat the brethren right. You should highly esteem your pastor. You should respect. That's what I, I, I just told you that. And here's the word of God say that. That you should um, warn those. Right? Exhort you brethren. Warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble. You see somebody shaking and have problem or trying to get delivered. But what do you do? Get over there and just tell them you change your ways or get out of the church. That, that's, that's ignorance. Because the church is a, a spitter for sick souls. That's where you get saved. They don't get saved outside. They get saved in church. And then they're cleaned up. They change. They make... They make um, Changes in their lives. So what do you do? We exhort you brethren. Warn them that are unruly. Notice a warning. You ever seen a warning? Beware warning dog. Bad dogs in here. No trespassing. Warn them. Um, comfort the feeble minded. Support the weak. Be patient. Towards all men. Just be patient. You want it done right away. You just can't wait. My God you perfect. So why everybody be be perfect like me. I'm perfect. If I make it, then I climb into the top of the perfection ladder. Come on up here. You're going to fall so far. Now, see that none render evil for evil. You know that get back spirit? Okay, you got that. Unto any man. 
but every ever follow that which is good always, both among yourselves and to all men. Then here's some things you got to do. One, it doesn't matter what you're going through, rejoice evermore. Then pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God, or of God in Christ, Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Somebody just see that? I got, I, got, I got a testimony. I can't quench the spirit. So together and blow it out for an hour. Well, where you should have sat down 15 minutes ago or half an hour ago, but you're still talking. Well, brother, it's burning in me. It's not burning in you. It's your flesh acting up. But you don't know the difference because you've never been edified as to what the flesh does. People go there and just take over. It's just as unruly as somebody go to a dinner party and take out off of the food. And they're going back for second and third helping when others have even gone for the first. Now, despise not, no, quench not the spirit means that you, in your private life, basically, it's talking about the practice in the, well, you, you're going to watch your television, but the Holy Ghost wants you to get down on your knee and pray. But you didn't. You watch your television. You just quench that. Or you miss that opportunity of praying to the Lord. It's not, well, I can't wait. I got to jump up and cut the preacher off. And Pastor, I got a message. No, you don't. Sit down. There's nothing you can get right now that can't wait. God's a God of order. But because we don't understand how God works. And you go to church and you see people jump up and cut off and do a most times it's wrong and because they're not taught. I've seen that happen all the time. Or I've got a burning testimony. Most times it's something that they have heartburn. Despise not prophesying. You're not despising it if it's true prophet. Prophesying. Prove all things. You have to test. Prove. Hold fast that which is good. What, what, what? What would you say you should hold fast something that's good? Can you give me the word of God? The word of God. Then abstain from all appearance. Notice, from all appearance of evil. If you know that that brother is a gossiper and he's inviting you over to come talk, just stay away. Abstain. Avoid it. The very appearance of evil. And notice. It's powerful now. And the very God of peace. Sanctify you. Holy. And I pray God. You have to follow me now. I pray God. Your whole. One spirit. And soul. And body. Be preserved blameless. Unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, now, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit. Now, no, that's the total man. Body, 
our spirit, soul, and body. That is the total man. Now he's telling you now. Your whole spirit. The spirit is the highest part of a man. That communicates with God's spirit. God come down through your spirit. His spirit bears witness with our spirit. Your spirit that we are children. Sons of God. That's how you communicate with God. That's why there's a difference between flesh. Somebody just get up and you can tell whether that was. Yes you did but that was you. Flesh. God wasn't talking. It was you just talk. Okay. And you just talk. And you wonder how the people turning you off. Because they know that wasn't God. Okay. So now you said. Did I miss God? Yes you did. So you need to go back to the drawing board. Amen. And say next time I get on my feet. I'm going to be the Holy Ghost. And I'm not going to get up in my flesh. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm exhorting you. I'm a teacher. I'm a preacher. I'm supposed to say the things that will hinder you. And the things that will bless you. Your spirit communicates with God. The highest. The closest to God. You don't get any closer. So the Holy Ghost works through your, your spirit. Now. It says your soul, your whole, uh, uh, your whole spirit and soul that your soul many times tend to go towards the body. So you become a soul man, a soul person, fleshly, worldly. You are a soul man. Get it? And so the soul pulls on the spirit and you become carnal, worldly. And then the body is in charge. The body is the highest that you can get or the closest you can get to the world. Your spirit will bring you close to God if you submit and yield to, to the spirit. That means your little s spirit. Because you have a little less spirit and then you have the Holy Spirit. Now when your spirit follows the Holy Spirit, then you become spiritual. But your spirit cannot follow your Holy Spirit until the soul and the body submits. So it's saying very, uh, I, uh, and the very God of peace sanctify you. See that word sanctify? You see that word sanctify? Look in Jude. Turn your Bibles forward to Jude. And the first chapter says, help me, Jude, a servant. Look at that. Let's read. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ. Who? Who? Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are uh, sanctified by God. Who does the sanctifying? God. Sanctified by God the Father and preserved by the Holy Ghost. See, you're not preserved unless it's the Holy Spirit and preserved 
in Jesus Christ and called. That's Barbara. Let's read it again. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified. That word sanctified means to be set apart for holy use, for God's use, God's purpose, God's use. Amen? Now, now sanctification, once you're sanctified or being sanctified, that's what you're imitating Christ, being imitators of Christ. Because Christ was sanctified. He said, for this cause, I sanctified myself in John. Didn't he say that? I think the 17th chapter. So sanctification means you become an imitator of Christ as he is. So are we in this present world. How was he? He was sanctified. Now this is, these lessons are important. Because you can shout all you want to, but you don't know the Bible. You don't know all these things. You don't know all these steps. That Jew says that uh, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ, I'm called. So that's why preserved for your seal until the day of redemption. And then you're called. That's that's great. That's awesome. So John 17, 17 says, Okay, sanctify them through their, thy truth. So for you to be sanctified is that you have to have the truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. What am I giving you tonight? The word to sanctify. Because you're already justified. Justification comes before sanctification. You have to be justified before you're set apart because sanctification never ceases until the coming of Christ or you die. And for their sake, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified. So when you're, that they also might be sanctified through the truth, right? So what he's saying right there, read it again. And go on. For thy sake, for their sake, for their sake, not for thy sake, for their sake, I sanctified myself. What does that mean, Pastor? Okay. He sanctified himself for holy use, totally for God, God's purpose. So God could pour himself in him. Read on. That they also, if somebody is disciples. Not everybody. That they also may be sanctified through the truth. Okay. So what now? Follow me. He's sanctified. Now we are to be sanctified. Set apart. Through the truth. Now, when you're sanctified or being sanctified as he is, you are actually in the image of God. Sanctification is the uh, 
you, okay, you have regeneration. Regeneration is the final, entire, it is sanctification. You get that? Regeneration in its entirety is sanctification. Remember? Regenerate them. It's the image of God you're taking on. The likeness of Christ. Alright, so that gives you now in Galatians 5. Instead of you're being delivered from the works of the flesh. And then the fruits of the spirit which is the nature of God. I hope you're getting that. Because I talk about the fruit of the spirit but you don't know what. That's God's nature. So you lose man's nature because I'm just showing you now what makes up man's nature. Spirit, soul, and body. That's the nature of man made up. He's got a body. He's got a spirit. He's got a soul. He's got a spirit. He's got a body. He's got a soul. Every way you want to put it. All right? Now, God is love. While we were children of wrath. God is love. God is long-suffering. God is righteous. God is good. You get it? Gentle, meek, kind. That's the nature of God. So sanctification, well, through the process of regeneration, produces the nature of God in you. Where you are a new creation. If any man be in Christ, he's a new, how do you get in Christ? The fruits. The spirit. Following me, closing, let me begin to wind it down. Verse 24. Faithful. And, and remember I said that it, it will result. Remember I told you also that sanctification puts the image of Christ in you. And it's called the fruit of the spirit. Okay, so what do you do? How do you get? The scripture says, we beholding as in a glass the glory of God. Or change into the same image. With open face, what do you do? Beholding the glory of God, you change. Into the same image. Love, when you were sometimes dark, you didn't love. But now you love, you're long-suffering, you're gentle, you're kind. You get the spirit? So shun the appearance of evil. Anything that belongs to the flesh, you shun it. And then you go on, let this mind be in you. That's the nature of God. The mind of Christ. So you see, you change from glory to glory. Even as by the spirit of the Lord. Faithful. Is he that called you, who also will do it? That means do what? Sanctify you. See verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctified you wholly. And who's going to do it? God. Faithful is he that called you, who also will do it. What if you were, you were not here tonight? You, you probably would not know what you just read there. The God of peace. The who? 
So if you're always warring and, and upset and mad in your spirit, always picking on something, you're, you're full of wrath. You're always belly aching. You've got the quick temper. Everything adds, uh, you go on for a while, but then for sure, you're going to explode. Okay? You might go on for a week or two, nice and sweet like pie, but the devil is going to trigger you because those demons in you want to be fed. So you're going to get all stirred up. Or you go on for a while, but when they want to feed, they just stir you up and get you all mad, and then you say, well, after a while you say, why am I like this again? I'm trying to. But you don't have to try, just surrender. Because I'm trying to show you right here the secret. Okay? It's the God of peace. Now when wrath is inside of you, you know you don't have the God of peace working. You go on for a while, then you go get mad again. And you blow, blow your top, then you cool off, then you come back again. And you're in that. You need deliverance. And you'll never be in the first resurrection with that. Because in my kingdom, my holy mountain, they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. So you're hurting somebody by your spirit. You might even be hurting your own self. Can you get mad at yourself when it's over? But you don't have the control not to let it happen. So I need to go back here. The very God of peace. Not who he is now. Sanctification produces peace. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless. Unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then just about then you say. Just about then you say. Oh my goodness. I cannot do it. I cannot overcome. I, I, I have so much errors in my life. That I cannot do it. And then Paul gives you the encouragement. And tell you how it's done. He said faithful is he. That call it you. Who also will do it. Not by might, nor by power. But it's by my spirit. It's God that worketh in you. He will do it. Surrender. Give up. Let him do it. It's God that worketh in you. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He says that faithful is he that calleth you. Who? This man. This made me shout. When I saw that I said I got to. I knew I had to preach on this tonight. Take my time. Slow down. Because this is teaching material. Can you imagine? The God of peace sanctifying you. Setting you apart. Amen. And you are preserved until the day of Jesus Christ. And he's going to perform uh, the work in you. Where you're conformed to the image my, of Christ. Brethren. Any brethren out there? Pray for us. Greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. Did you see me read, read, read most of it right there? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a praise tonight.